Hello and welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. How's you? I'm very good, thank you. Or should I say, hola. Hola. Hola, because we're talking about España this week. Hola, mamacita. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably uh, drop the racist, slightly racist. Yeah. Um, it's accents. <laughs> But yes, we are here. We are talking about Spain. So, Matt, how have you been? I've been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been going on? What's been going on? Well, we've had uh, Eurofest, which we, we spoke about in the last episode. But we are going to continue to talk about Eurofest because we've got our live event show yeah. event, um, which we announced before, but we haven't announced yet. And this has, by the time this goes out, it's kind of been a while. But we've got Kano at Eurofest. We have, yes. The same Eurofest. That well, Eurofest have got Kano yes. and Eurofest have us. Yes. So, yeah, we don't have Kano. Yeah. Like, that's impossible. Um, but we're on the same bill as them. That's, we're the warm-up act for Kano. Yeah. We're absolutely okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's really exciting because, you know, you uh, they won the televote overall, but they won the UK televote. The People's Champions. The People's Champions. Yes. Uh, very. Well, I'm excited to see them just as a fan. So uh, to kind of, kind of share a stage of them, kind of, not quite. Yeah, but kind we're, of. We're sharing we'll, stage. We're, we're sharing just, stage. Yeah, we're sharing yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of incredible, and um, they're really lovely people. Actually, really lovely people. So I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. And also, lovely people are the lovely people at Eurofest who are having us as well. Yeah. Just thank you very much to Alistair and all of the crew at Eurofest for hosting us as we host our live event. So just a reminder on that. Um, the podcast listeners, that's you listening to this podcast. Yes, that's you. You will be able to vote online once all of the songs are selected. And collectively, the podcast listeners' votes will make up 50% of the vote. And they're going to be like the televote at Eurovision. They're going to be the ones that we read out at the end of the jury voting. And the juries will be the audience in the RVT on the night and they will also count for 50%. Now I just have to say somebody did mention to me oh how am I voting? How am I voting? I, I don't know how to vote on each episode. The vote isn't open yet. The vote will only open once you've heard all of the episodes. So it'll be around about October time we'll be opening some kind of online vote. We're yet to be confirmed yeah. how we're going to do it. We'll put on a ball gown. We're not going to announce it until we're, until we're dressed for the occasion, of course. <laughs> and we'll change our frock for the voting as well. Yeah. So yes, do uh, come along uh, to the RVT if you can on Friday, uh, on October, November, September, November, Friday, November uh, the 8th and uh, come and vote uh, live in the audience. And if you can't make it, of course, you can still have your votes counting by voting in the podcast vote. But let's be honest, come, because, you know, it's Kano. So come along, take part in Second Cherry, which is going to be an absolute blast. Um, we're already writing the script. Like, we're well into it. It's going to be so... We're, everyone's up for it. Well, you know. Um, and, you know, yeah, yeah, these events, they just fall together, right? Um, so we're, we're working really hard to put together uh, a show that is befits Kano. So we're we're working really hard on that. So just okay. come along, buy a ticket. Yeah, and all of the secondary team are so, so pleased to be back. Remember, it's not just them, Matt and I. It's also Russell, Jody, Yuha and Mikael. And so we're all really, really excited to be bringing a live event back to you. 
So, what's up tonight? We've got so much to get through, Monty. It's <laughs> yeah, like we're, yeah. we're... We better get a wriggle on, really. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to spend a long time editing this episode, but you know what? <laughs> we are happy about that because it's Spain. España, por favor. Yes. Yes. We, yeah. So, what we were saying this earlier, that Norway was my first... Um, so, my favourite national final... But until that, because it was quite late in the day, this was my favourite. I was telling, I was going around telling everyone, like, Spain is incredible. They've done so well this year. They're going to win. Oh, my God. I didn't quite come to fruition. But, but... It you was sound a- like a Spanish fan. Because the Spanish fans are convinced that Spain is going to win every year as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of passion in the Spanish fans. Mm. Uh, they really get behind their entry. And I think that's quite nice. I think that's quite sweet. The, um, in Lisbon last year, on the Friday night, I think... Possibly a combination because of the proximity of Portugal yeah. to Spain and the length of time it's taken for Spain to notch up another win, which they're still trying to get. A lot of Spanish fans kind of did the next best thing and came to Lisbon, um, came to the you know the closest Eurovision's been to their home uh, country for a long time. And I heard a rumour that there were going to be 20,000 Spanish fans travelling uh, for Eurovision. And if you were out on the Friday night in the Barrio Alto in mm. Lisbon, my God, it felt like it. Yeah. I've never seen the streets so packed. And they were listening to Alfred and Amaya on their little mobile phones, this tinny little sound, and just bursts of the song would just, you know, spring out from wherever you were. You could barely move, it was so packed. And there were Spaniards everywhere you looked. I mean, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> there were worse things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But it was, it, it, there's just, there's a lovely energy sometimes yeah. about the, the Spanish fandom. They really get into it. But if they don't like their entry, they certainly let them know. Remember Manel Navarro? Yes. Yes. Well, he wasn't the fan's choice. No. Yes. We're back to a bit of controversy again, yes. aren't we? Do you remember, do you know who would have been the fan's choice? Yeah, because it was, uh, there was the campaign, wasn't it? Justice for, not Morella. Yes. Yes, Morella. it was Morella. So, yeah, really, yes. yeah, Justice for And Morella. you know what Morella means, the second cherry, don't you? No. The second winner of Second Cherry with La Reina de la Noche. Oh, really? was Mirella, yes. <laughs> the same Absolutely. Mirella? The same Mirella. Well, there you go. I'm learning something what, yeah. on there. So I'm, I'm with the Spanish fans on that. I would have had Mirella over Manel oh my Navarro God. any day. But the end of that show got a little bit, well, got a bit um, boisterous, I think, because mm. maybe the word for that. Um, got a little bit uh, heated when the, the favourite didn't win. But we've got so much to get through. <laughs> we have, yeah, better get that, that, that's a hint, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we, 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 we've actually selected more songs to to play to you than any other episode because it's just, it's just so a good. strong national final. So good. so good. So let's kick off with a little bit of a history of Spain. So Spain have won Eurovision twice, uh, way back actually, nineteen sixty eight. And they were one of the four countries that shared the victory in 1969. And they've been waiting all that time. And it's been a long, old time. I mean, yeah. God, I can't wait for them to win because I really, really want to go to Eurovision oh, in Spain. Yeah. Please, can you just, you know, people of Europe, can you just vote for one pig in Spanish song? <laughs> it's not for the one to try in. Some of their songs have been brilliant. Oh, they've been I'm fantastic. Surprised. I'm surprised, actually. They've been fantastic. In fact, the, the the first winner, La La La, was like one of the worst songs they've sent, really. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a big controversy about that at the time because um, there was a, a there's a rumour that came out much later that Franco had fixed the results for Spain 
um, and got people to, to vote. And so um, it would give uh, Spain their victory. But there was also a, a counter rumour that I think she'd done some promotion on German TV and she got quite a lot of votes from Germany or something. And uh, so it may have been actually that, that swung the vote yeah. in the end rather than um, some kind of fixing in the background. But um, yes, Marcel um, won. And then a year later, um, Salome won with Vivo Cantando in gorgeous, like, some cat suit with tassels on it, <laughs> which apparently were made of porcelain. It weighed a, a ton that far, and she would shake it and she would sort of shimmer. It was always oh, glorious. Ooh, if, I think if you haven't seen that, go and have a look. And <laughs> um, in glorious colour as well, she was in sort of duck egg blue mm. in an absolutely fantastic frock. But Spain have had some big names. They've had you know big global stars. So 1970, Julio Iglesias. Yeah, he was in. Came fourth. Um, they had a big hit actually with their 1972 entry, RS2. Massive, massive hit in America. One of the biggest songs to come from the uh, the contest. And in, in more recent years, the probably the biggest stars they've had were Last Ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Ketchup song? Yeah, <laughs> massive global number one wow. everywhere. I mean, it was like huge huge hit and they sort of tried to recreate the sound of that and uh, for their um for their song in Europe it didn't really work for me right. I have to say but they were probably one of the biggest names um UK of course with no Ruth Lorenzo from X Factor mm. Dancing in the Rain or Dancing with Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> whoever Lorraine is <laughs> um so yeah some fairly big names actually um but they had some great songs. I mean, you mentioned that as well. Can, what, what are your favourite Spanish songs? Favourite Spanish song by Country Mile is Pastoria Soler. Yeah. Um, Quédate conmigo. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, it was the same year as Euphoria and Lorraine. So I feel like there might have been a different flavouring of that contest with Lorraine in it. But, because Spain didn't come second. But, oh, my God just stunning it makes me cry even now that note yeah that big note when it just comes almost out of nowhere yeah and she sings it live yeah as good as on the recording oh incredible you know yeah and she looks stunning and she's a star I love her mine's a few years before that mine is 1995 uh, Vuelve Conmigo by Annabelle Conde Again, with an enormous note at the end of it. Oh, my God. Nothing really on the record. So it kind of passed a lot of people by in the previews. But then when she came to the live performance, my God, could she sell that mm. song. Absolutely stunning song. But also, I just want to have an honorary mention as well for um, the Spain's last placed song in 1983. So going back quite a way. Uh, was Remedio Samaya. It was kind of flamenco themed number uh, called Quien Maneja Mi Barca. And she was in a sort of blue and white bath sheet, really. <laughs> um, quite, a stra- quite a strange uh, outfit. Um, and uh, Wogan, the quotes from Wogan were that it was tempestuous and very, very ethnic indeed. Oh, God. <laughs> That's painful. Isn't it? Totally, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, that was Spain doing Spain and nobody else getting it at all. But I just thought that that deserved an honorary mention. And also, just uh, very quickly, Euroclub favourite Bandido. Um, I, I, I can't help do a Spanish flick every time <laughs> that comes on. Yeah, I love it. This is when I wish that the podcast was in vision. I know. So you could do your Spanish flick for all of our audience. Yeah. 
He's doing it for me now. Do it now, yeah. He's showing me his Spanish flick. Well, buy a ticket to the next Eurofest and Second Cherry and you'll see me do my Spanish flick. <laughs> what more can you want? <laughs> Actually, when you mentioned Bandido, Bandido was one of uh, two Spanish songs uh, where the performance has been interrupted mm. um, for some reason. So we had uh, Bandido when they came on in the, the, the backing track started in the wrong place (laughs) so they were kind of standing around doing doing this shrugging and then they walked off again and nobody quite knew what they did but when they walked off the guitar player mind playing the guitar (laughs) (laughs) just at the completely wrong moment it just looked ridiculous Um, and of course um, Daniel Diaz in 2010 with Algo Pequenito uh, the stage invasion somebody running on the stage so he was allowed to sing the song at the end again and he took up the opportunity Mm. unlike Suri because Suri had she um, had she well she was given the opportunity to but she chose not to after her performance was um, was invaded um, but there's only one other song in Eurovision history that something's gone wrong and therefore it's been performed again do you know what that was? no it's all the way back in 1958 right. and it's one of the most famous songs ever to come from Eurovision what? by Dominica Monjunior. Yes, apparently there was a technical fault. Oh, and really? So he sang again at the end. Oh. Um, but it still didn't help him to victory. He only came third. But of course, you know, that song had right. a huge life outside of the, yeah. the contest. America got hold of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fact checking by Wikipedia there. So if we're wrong, don't blame me. Blame some idiots who spend, the wine. Blame spend the wine. their time updating <laughs> Wikipedia and changing things. <laughs> so let's turn our attention to the Spanish selection process. Mm. Operación Triunfo. Yeah. it's uh, It came back, didn't it? It started off... Back in 2001, actually, the show started, um, but it was used to select the 2002 entry because it ran from sort of the latter part of the calendar year and into the early part of the the the, Eurovision. The dates really don't add up. It's so, yeah, it's the same year. No, it's the... Oh, I don't know. It's confusing. You think the year that it is is actually the year after or before. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Operation Triumph is called the year before. Yes, that's right. The, <laughs> the Eurovision entry is the year yeah. after because of when the uh, the show starts and the the contest takes place. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, it was back in 2001 that it started and uh, it selected three Euro, uh, Spanish Eurovision entries in a row. So Rosa in 2002 with Europe's Living a Celebration. Uh, 2003, it selected Beth with Dime, which is my second favourite Eurovision song of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Ramon in 2004 with Today I made myself empty in order to fill myself up with you. Well, we've all seen that in the Euro Club. Well, yes, I think that's called douching. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? D- I have, we have to have explicit now, aren't we? No, we are going to have oh, to well. explicit for that. Yeah, yeah. But it was. A bit, I remember watching it. I mean, it was the format of the show was similar to what got um, adopted in the UK with Fame Academy. Yeah. Um, which David Snedden won the first one, and of course he was a co-writer of the Greek song this year um, with Katarina Duska so he kind of won the competition then shunned the limelight but is a big songwriter behind a lot of hits um, but it was a big hit in Spain this format people really really got behind those artists and that first edition of Operación Triunfo created some big stars who were still you know churning out albums and you know chart topping albums today so you had Rosa you had David Bisbal 
David Bustamante, Chinoa, all from that first series. And they became global stars, really, in the Latin market um, and uh, really put the show on the map. And it was very successful for them. But TVE dropped it. And so it did carry on, but on another channel for a while. And it didn't have a Eurovision connection. And then TVE brought it back uh, two years ago now. And they've selected the last two Spanish Eurovision entrants through that. Mm. So we had Alfred and Amaya with Tu Cancion uh, last year. The love two that little, song. The two, I love that song. I don't care that it's so like sickly sweet and the yeah. performance was it. It was a stunning song. It's a great song. Yeah, and yeah it is. It's totally saccharine. Um, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it just really works for me. Mm. They were... Uh, bit sort of doe-eyed on the stage and yeah they split up now yeah well you know the Romeo and Capulet um Romeo and Capulet type um Romeo and Juliet Juliet, (laughs) can I have more wine please (laughs) I think you've had enough I know um yeah no because they come from different sides of like the Spanish Catalan divide and there's this whole Romeo Juliet vibe about them it's like really interesting actually story so they're probably dead now, so <laughs> <laughs> their careers seem to be. <laughs> um, so that was that last year. Of course, it, it wasn't the biggest hit from Operatic Country of the No, last year. it wasn't. That was La Mala. Yes. Oh my god, that was a great song. Huge hit. Yeah. Do you know that sold five times as many copies um, as uh, To Cancion? Yeah, because they re-recorded it with some um, South American star. Like it went, it went South America, so it had the whole Spanish-speaking world like knew that song. It's a great song. It is so good. I mean, imagine that Eurovision. Yeah. Oh, funny we were doing Second Cherry last year. <sighs> Maybe we'll have to do a retrospective. That would be fun. Uh-huh. But the thing <laughs> is, though, it's interesting. We'll come on to the songs this year, but there is a definite connection to the songs that did well last year. I think it in the competition and then what mm. came back this yes. year so this year of course we know that Mickey went to Spain mm. with La Venda amazing in the Spanish final oh. just so much energy when he was in the crowd and so we'll put a, a link in the show notes actually because you all know the song if you're a Eurovision fan you know because it was a Spanish entry but it wasn't the favourite to win going into the, to the Eurovision gala mm. of the national final but the live performance stunned everyone and I had a, it had a lot to do with the fact that the, the audience were right on top of the performers. It had that sort of party atmosphere. It, you can see completely why it won mm. based on the performance. You have to look at the link that we've put in the show notes. It's, it's amazing. It's just got so much energy and it is. It's kind of the, the performers are in the crowd but then the stage, there's there's the big stage but then there's kind of a smaller stage and it is surrounded and you are, the, the audience is so close. Yeah. You can really feel the vibe from the crowd in some of the songs. And they wanted to replicate that at Eurovision. I heard that they wanted to start with Mickey in the crowd, but they were like, no, security makes you yeah. and you can't, you can't do it. Which is a shame because I think it would have really set it up. Instead, we've got a... We've got a house and a wicker man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how to... Sorry fuck up a performance we've definitely got that explicit now how to fuck up a performance I mean it just if we just stuck to the house and not brought on that great you know sort of dummy I just oh it's actually it annoys me yeah because when they throw everything at it because it 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 did come last no no we came came last last. sorry Uh it's just wishful wishful thinking no it didn't do very well and you can see why because it was just everything and the kitchen sink and the kitchen sink and another kitchen sink yeah he came 22nd yeah and that song deserved so much better so did 
even again we talk about it all the time Euro club favourite fan favourite it was ugh, I mean it's going to go down in history now totally as his guns would as well even his guns couldn't save it not, not a bad looking guy <laughs> yeah so um, Mickey won now you mentioned the Eurovision gala as part of Operation Triumph. Yeah, explain that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just need to... So each show is called a gala, each live show of the, uh, the, the, the former, and somebody being eliminated every week, each was called a gala, and then there was the final. And then after the final, there was the Eurovision gala. So it meant that there was a winner of Operation Triumpho, uh, and that was a singer called Famous, um, who we will mention as we go through the songs from this year. But he didn't get to go to Eurovision because what they did is they then opened it up and all of the acts that had been in Operation Triunfo got paired with songs and then there was uh, an online vote, three advanced from the online vote, seven more advanced by a panel into a completely separate Eurovision final. So it didn't matter where people had come in the Operation Triunfo show run they all had a chance to be the Eurovision entrant. And I quite liked that because it meant that, you know, you weren't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily that, you know, the favourite person from the whole show was going to be the entrant. It actually was going to be somebody who suited the song that they'd been matched with. It's an interesting thing because you would you would think, oh, well, famous won the show, therefore mm-hmm. he stands a really good chance to be the Eurovision selection. But actually, and we'll come on to it, he didn't actually fare that well. His song wasn't that great, but we'll, we'll, we're gonna, we'll come on to that. But it, it's interesting to talk about this difference between a singing competition like your X Factors and your, you know, the voices and things like that. But then also then having this Eurovision element to it. And it's, it's interesting that Famous didn't win. You know, it, it's, it shows that there is a distinct difference between Eurovision Mm-hmm. selecting a Eurovision entry and a singing competition mm-hmm. a popularity contest and I just want to mention before we met, we go into the songs uh, in the final as well there was the special guest appearance by oh, Eleni Ferreira yes so good <laughs> I'm sorry I do stand her a little bit I mean I think she came dressed as a she had like a bin liner but fine she just looks so good. She yeah, she looked good in it. Whatever. She's fantastic. Yeah, she did a mashup of Fuego, obviously, mm-hmm. and then her, her new song out at the time, which was Tomame. Mm-hmm. Just brilliant. Yeah. And I think you know, for all that we were a bit critical of the Spanish performance at Eurovision sometimes, and you know they put songs forward that don't necessarily live up to the hype. But I think the fact that they get somebody of the caliber of Eleni. And her being like the you know the runner up and the big hit from the previous year, and you get her into your final. I think that is a kind of indication that this this isn't just a going through the motions for the Spanish TV company. They genuinely, genuinely do want to find a hit. They genuinely want to find a successful Eurovision song out of this. And listen, there is interest. There is Spanish interest in Eurovision. So at ESC Extra. Anybody we know, if we write anything about Spain, we know lots of people are going to read it because it's just, just I, I think it's a young person thing. I don't know. So many young mm. Eurovision fans um, in Spain, probably thanks to the new format, you know, and Operation mm. Triumph yeah. coming back. It's brilliant. It's great. Because you've got a format which is holding people's interest and getting them engaged in something, you know, over a period of time and not just kind of, you know, throwing a couple of top me hit me nobody's together on a Friday night yeah and they're put through their paces 
Hmm. Yeah, they're put through their paces. And actually, interesting, when you look down the ages of all the, the, the hmm. participants uh, in the national final, I think hmm. there's a couple of people around the age of 25, they're all like 19, 20. Yeah. They, they, they're yeah. young. They're, they're catering to the younger crowd. It's an aspirational thing to do. Yeah. And I think you're right about the Spanish interest. I know if you ever look on Twitter and you search a hashtag like Eurovision, when something's going on, I mean, how many of those comments... And that hashtag are in Spanish. Yeah, totally. You know, there's an enormous amount of Twitter traffic generated by Spanish fans. Yeah, there is. It really is. So, let's have a listen to some of the songs that we are raving about so much. So there were 10 songs in the Spanish final. We're going to go through in performance order, but we're not going to talk about all of them. But we are going to kick off with someone which was called Todo Bien by Marela. So this opened the show and when we had our little viewing party of the team, second Jerry, uh, I was looking at the faces of the people and there was a couple of us who definitely were into this song. Um, and you can see why, because it was a great opener. It was fun, slightly awkward dancing, but not not that she can't dance. I think it was just, it was more saying something about the difficulty she mm-hmm. they gave her hard choreography it's a little bit awkward in places but she she did well it affected the vocals a little bit but this was like banging opener it's a great little cracking tune isn't it yeah. i think you're right about the choreography she looked like she was having to try and think about it quite a lot yeah <laughs> putting her off the stride a bit uh she was in a little sort of fringed bodysuit mm. um and uh, she had dancers with suits on around her but i just thought it was a really interesting kind of tableau on stage it was really um it was really engaging there was a lot going on the tune was nice and up tempo the vocals were a little bit patchy at times, I think. But um, yeah, really nice, uh, good show opener. Yeah. So the second song we're going to show you is by Famous, the guy who won Opera Sintrunfo, but um, obviously didn't get selected in the gala. But his song, No Preda Ma, let's have a listen to that. Estoy de que Yeah, so we mentioned earlier on how good a singer performer he is, and I think it's easy to see why he won the overall show as the most popular contestant. He's but got I, a voice. He's oh, got yeah. such a voice. It's really great. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just something that's a little bit subpar about this song for me. It's not a bad song, but it's not a hugely exciting song, I think. No, and actually I would urge anyone to go and... Google him and see some of his performances mm-hmm. in the show in the other galas because 
he's got a great voice and you can see why he's won but you wouldn't necessarily know that from this song and this performance mm-hmm. um, I was a bit disappointed I'm happy that someone won I like that difference between as I say but yeah it's a shame that someone who was obviously so well liked actually didn't do that well he came 7th out of the 10 mm-hmm. um, so that in itself is quite interesting to me that it wasn't a popularity contest Spain chose the best Eurovision song they thought yes absolutely really they, interesting. they knew what they were voting for yeah. and that was a different thing from who's the most popular yeah. singer in the, in, in the crowd which is why I quite like that division and, and two different finals but also something we should all learn from that like mm. every country should think you know just people just don't, it's not necessarily popular, you know, popularity contest yeah, yeah. people do have an idea about Eurovision what they want to see yeah and famous hit a bit of the um, Eurovision fan news because he um was compared to Cesar Samson. Didn't he sing his song in one of the heats? Yes, you... And then did. Cesar got in touch and performed with him, I think, or... Oh, I don't remember that, but... Or God, they, probably. they reached out to him. So, like, I can't remember. I didn't actually follow him up on Triumph for this year. Um, I really want to next year because I'm... The, having reviewed it and thinking about it for this episode, it's just really, it's got my juices flowing yeah, it's again. Good. So I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to that. And uh, Famous could get my juices flowing as well. Well, he's, I, your, I, I, he's I, your type. I am a little disappointed he didn't go to Eurovision. I think we could have got along famously. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch indeed. <laughs> so moving on, what have we got next? So the next one we've got is, ah, oh, my personal favourite, I've got to say, is oh. Natalia and La Clave. Te tienes que inventar ninguna realidad. Sonríe y sé. Solo tú. Eres tú la clave. Solo tú. Aunque no lo sabes. Solo tú. Eres tú la clave. Solo tú. Solo tú. So your favourite. So go on, kick off. Oh, I just love her. She's got a Jessie J feel just because she's got the black bob mm-hmm. um, cut. But um, she can sing. She can dance. She's pretty, but not in a conventional way. She's just got, she's she's really interesting. She's attractive, mm-hmm. and just everything came together with this song. I heard that she wasn't that into the song. Apparently, I don't know how true that is. More of that later. Yeah, other but she, um, yeah, there's a number of artists that mm. were, yeah, didn't have an appetite. But you wouldn't know that from this performance. She was into it. I just where last week I said about Bella Santiago is one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to it lots. This has been right next to it on the playlist. Le Clave's was for, and we'll come on to this. How the voting of this episode, how we voted for the cherry, kind of developed it's really interesting we'll come on to that but this was my favorite i loved it i love her i'm looking out for her music mm-hmm. yeah i loved it as well i think well, for all the reasons you say she just had a really nice image about her um i loved the whole the, the way it came together it was a modern spanish pop song yeah um you know really spanish great pop rhythm. is so good oh my god I and love i'm not it. talking about you know reggaeton no, no, spanish mm-hmm. pop, pop brilliant yeah. Well, I was listening to a bit of David Bisbal from the first Operación Triunfo before you came around tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, lost in fantastic memories of great songs. Yeah, we need... Oh, God. Please let us go to Eurovision uh, in, in Madrid or Barcelona. Anywhere. Oh, Valencia. Anywhere. On the seaside. Oh, yeah. 
Spoke for Spain. <laughs> <laughs> right. So next one that we're going to talk about uh, was a song called Que Quieres Que Haga by Julia. Contigo escaparía con los ojos cerrados. Contigo hay un incendio cuando nos abrazamos. Y te vas. Y te vas. Divides mi universo. Desatas mi animal con una sola mirada. Y te vas. Y te vas. We're going to be quite quick on this. Um, because we've got still quite a lot to get to. But I think it's just, it's a really nice ballad. And I thought it was very interestingly presented. She was in, she had a bit of a garden set going on. A little bit like Anna Bergendahl did in Melody Festival and a little bit like um, uh, Francesca Michelin had in Eurovision, the Italian um, entrance a few years ago. Um, she had like a, there was like a bike, which is sort of all grow, overgrown in ivy and she had ivy growing up the, um, the, the, the microphone stand it was really nice and it, it was delivered so well it's a really good ballad delivered really well yeah I mean it was like a blanket of like foliage just thrown mm-hmm. over everything which was so it was a little bit low rent I think but yeah stunning mm-hmm. I, I said to you earlier that it, I just got this whole vibe of Pastora Soler same sort of like emotive strong mm-hmm. um, yeah just really emotive loved it fantastic our next song is by Noelia called Hoy Vuelvo a Reír Otra Vez. So I thought she'd do better. She well, actually, she came fourth. Actually, that's pretty good. But mm. I thought she'd do better because I saw some of the rehearsals, which you get to see in Operation Trying Through, because they because it's got that Fame Academy type feel. You get to see behind the scenes and when they're rehearsing and stuff. And I saw her sing this at a piano, just you know, bare minimum sort of like effort. But it was it was stunning, and I thought, wow, she's going to do well it's going to be that's the ballad Um, which came through really because she came forth but it was not as good in the live performance on stage it was a bit shouty Mm -hmm. it felt like the song was just that little bit too much of a stretch for her but um, which is a shame because I think she probably could have sang it better but yeah this I think for me on the recording this is the ballad of the national final for Mm -hmm. me I mean, I, I agree with that. She was very passionate mm. in delivering it, but I do agree she was a little bit shouty. It had vibes for me of um, Coral Seovia, um, who was in the national final two, three times. Um, and she had a song called En Una Vida, and that was a big sort of rousing ballad, building like that. And it had sort of, it was reminiscent of, uh, of that song for me. Um, but Coral really delivered, and unfortunately, Noelia just didn't quite pull it off, which is a shame. But, you know, she came forth, which is not um, not to be sniffed at. No. Yeah. 
Uh, next song we're going to look at is, well, two people we've already mentioned tonight. Yes. So it was a duet between Mickey, who actually went to Eurovision, and Natalia, who sang La Clave, which we just mentioned. And this is called Nadie Se Salva. Absolute banger alert. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> so, this was a bit of a surprise to me mm-hmm. because, as I said, I, I walked into our viewing party with my, like, it's Natalia Leclave, that's my favourite, you will not change my mind. And then this came on, and yes, it's Natalia, but it just, I don't know whether it was because it was on the bigger TV than I was used to seeing it, or mm-hmm. we had it up extra loud, I don't know, but this really banged me. I just... It got me thinking. It got me thinking, like, this is... Could this be a cherry? Ah. But it was... Yeah, great song. Awkward dancing from Mickey at times, bless him. Yes. Because... He's not one of life's natural movers, is he? And when you're up against, you know, Natalia, who can really dance, mm-hmm. um, even though you could tell they stripped back to that choreography, they made it a lot more simple for his benefit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still a bit awkward, but yeah, great song, really banging. Fantastic song. It just really lifted the mood. Um, and again, it's one that I kind of sort of had overlooked in favour, really, of the next song that we're going to hear in a moment. But they were a really good um, uh, pairing. There's a bit, there's chemistry between the two. It's not always like, you know, the slick, you know, perfect chemistry, but there's something kind of raw energy. Um, about the way that they work together. Um, he looks a bit awkward at times, uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. you know, doing some awkward dancing, but there's one moment where he just, like, he absolutely nails a look to camera. Yeah. He's just smouldering down that camera. It's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, full of energy. So I mentioned, I was, my attention was really on the, the last song of the night, the last song we're going to mention today. There was a song called Muereme, Bite Me, by Maria. <laughs> to get all of the attention before the national final it was the one I was most aware of people talking about online um, and I hadn't really followed I had not followed up before then and hadn't really listened to the songs um, at that point but I remember there was a, a clamour about this song mm. um, so and it's, it's a cracking song it really is a cracking song you know really upbeat modern catchy slightly unusual um, Spanish pop song and I just loved it. I was really, you know, my interest was piqued. So I was looking out for this. Um, and when I saw it, I was a bit disappointed. 
there's it is a great song. It is. But there's something just not quite right in her performance. It's a little bit lacklustre. In fact, I think you've got a phrase for that. Yeah, it's it, she's she pulled a Margaret. <laughs> now, you know, I said this the other episode before last, I don't know, where are we? What do we? <laughs> but, you know, I, I spoke about this before with an artist that, for whatever reason, isn't delivering the level of performance that matches mm. the song. When you think a song, the song is enough mm. to, to, to get you to that level. This is the same thing for me. This song had everything going for it. It had attitude. And that time she brought that attitude. Now, I'm not saying that she threw it away because... I just, I can't imagine any professional artist throwing away. You wouldn't. You, you, how could you? You were on TV. It's the Eurovision Gala. You wouldn't give anything in less than 100%. But I would question her appetite, especially when, and she wasn't the only one. I think Natalia actually, but they both came out and said they, they aren't interested in Eurovision. They're not particularly bothered about going. I don't know if it was more because of it was like the Eurovision connection or whether it was because it was Israel and Tel Aviv mm-hmm. I th- or a mixture of both. But they they had made it very clear that they weren't interested in going. Now, I just felt like maybe she didn't want it enough. And when you really want something, you get that little bit of, X, you know, that X factor. You get that mm-hmm. little bit of magic, which you can't pull off in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. It didn't come off on the night. It was a very good, competent performance, but there was no spark, mm-hmm. I don't think. And that's what we probably would have got if she was really ready to go to Eurovision. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. There was that kind of like, that that sort of nebulous thing that you can't quite put your finger on that just gives a performance pizzazz. It was, uh, it was missing. But I have to say, if song-wise, this was probably my favourite song of the, the whole selection. Yeah, it was the best song. So... There's me, championing Moedeme. There's you, championing La Clave. There's at least a couple or three of the rest of the team uh, are mesmerised by Maria. Yeah. Uh, Marilla, um, when, when we see her. Tore bien. Tore bien. So, what have we ended up with as our second cherry? Let's find out. Now, just before we do say what we've ended up with there's i've remembered i had a note for earlier in the show which i forgot to mention so i just want to go back and um have a moment on this um and it's i was going to mention that operacion triumph was the format this year but the spanish have had several different formats they've tried lots of different things um Eurovision, a little bit like the uk we've kind of played around with you know making your mind up your country needs you um, various different formats. Um, in 2008, uh, the Spanish uh, had a system called uh, Salvemos Eurovision, Save Eurovision, uh, which turned out to be quite a prophetic title because the, it, it was probably the biggest failure <laughs> in Eurovision terms that they could have pulled off. Um, so there was an online submission through MySpace, remember that? And people could upload wow. their songs and there was online voting. And there was a, a comedy song um, called Bailar Chiqui Chiqui by a, a, a comedy character called Rodolfo Chiqui Cuatro, who got championed by a late night um, chat show and um, became a bit of a kind of an anti-hero um, at Eurovision. So lots of people were backing him to try and get into Eurovision. Um, and as we know, he did get to Eurovision and uh, was the, the Spanish entry. That year in the competition was a song that I think 
could have won Eurovision for Spain for the third time. And I'm still not really over the fact that it didn't get there. <laughs> it's a song called La Revolución Sexual by La Casa Azul. And for me, it's just one of, it's one of the best songs never to win Eurovision. You know, there's songs wow. that you kind of think it really should have got there, really should have got its chance. And had it got there, I think it absolutely would have walked the competition. It is such a good pop song. We'll pop the link for this into the show notes as well. So if you haven't heard it, have a look at it. I have to accept that it wasn't even second on the night. Coral, who I mentioned earlier on with her other song, was second on the night behind Rodolfo. So, you know, you would have taken Rodolfo's votes to be redistributed in a different way. But I think if that had happened, if I hadn't been there and the votes had been going in different places... I still think Macassazo with La Revolution Sexual could have gone to Eurovision and I still think it could have won. So was there like split votes because there were different songs, she had different songs, he had different songs? Or? No, no, he was, uh, each, everybody had the one song, but he got championed because ah, right, of this yeah. comedy show. And of course, once he was in the final, the people who championed him were voting for him. So he won by, you know, a, a, a decent margin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just the, you know, that hijacking of serious songs, you know, and of course, you know, the backers of him weren't necessarily, you know, knowing what he was going to be up against. But it's just that kind, of, it's that missed opportunity that I lament mm. to this day. You know, what could have been for Spain and what, you know, is such a brilliant song that could have been a Eurovision classic. I mean, it's going to be a Eurovision classic. We still have these songs and that's, you know, one of the reasons that we love things like Second Cherry because we get to champion Mm. some of these songs that didn't win it. So it it was a song that we did choose for Second Cherry and it became Spain's second victory in Second Cherry. So, um, you know, I think that says it all. Had it got there, it would have bloody won because it won Second Cherry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was there. It was not to be at Eurovision. So I just had to have that little soapbox rant for a moment and that lamenting of, of such a, a missed opportunity. Aww. So what do we think got a missed opportunity this year? And what are we giving a second chance to? Well, it's it's interesting because we had the viewing party. I think we all came with our own ideas. And in the end, we were unanimous in choosing this cherry. Now, that let's put that in perspective. I mean, this group of cherry pickers in the team, mm-hmm. we're not unanimous about anything, right? <laughs> let's be, that, you know, we're all very different. Like, we're not unanimous about anything, right? Apart from our love of Eurovision, probably. Mm-hmm. And so this this completely just struck us as the most, most incredible thing. We have chosen Mickey and Natalia, uh, Nadisa Salva, we have, yeah. And it, it was a little bit of a surprise as we went yeah. Suddenly, there was just this shift of everybody kind of moving away from their favourites to something which just clearly stood out. Yeah. Um, and it was, as we went around the room, all of us backed this song. And so... And I'm so interested to see those of you listening to this who have already made up your mind about Spain and then hearing this and put it on loud, put it on loud with your headphones in. What, what, I'm interested to hear what you might think and whether it does change your mind, because I've got a funny feeling about this, Cherry, now. I think, you know, it could gain momentum. Um, oh, I'm, it's, the table. Not, it's not for us to make predictions. No, but then people mm-hmm. have said this about Anna Bergendahl, and apparently <laughs> we're, we're favouring Anna Bergendahl to win Cherry, but I don't, that's not the case for me. 
But uh, well, we we're not favouring anything. We're not we anything, chose. No. We're just presenting to you. We don't have an, any sway in the voting. That's entirely up to you, yeah. our listeners, and our audience on the night. But let's have a little blast of the song that we've chosen again. So there you have it. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey and Natalia with Nadia Cisalva, the Spanish cherry for 2019. And thank you very much for listening. We don't know again what we're going to be bringing you in the next episode. Um, We have a meeting planned with the rest (laughs) of the team and we um, we need to determine what the next batch of songs are going to be. Yeah. We don't even know how many songs are going to be part of the contest yet. No, we, we still don't. haven't decided. No. Songs that we think we're not going to be doing at the moment, we might bring back in. So we don't even know. Indeed. Indeed. Everything's playful. <laughs> <laughs> so we will post on the social media. We know some of you like to know in advance because we know some of you actually take the trouble of watching the whole national final again so that it's fresh in your minds uh, for when you're listening to us. Twitter on about it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. I might start doing that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We do. No, we, we, do. We, do. we do. We do. We do. Okay. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, and, um, oh, just our socials. Yeah, let's do that quick because time is cracking mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So we, uh, on Twitter, um, at, at Second Cherry. Cherry. On Insta, we are... At Second underscore Cherry. And on Facebook, we're... we are Second Cherry Podcast. And of course, you can email us at hello, hello at secondcherry.vision. Hello at secondcherry.vision. And remember, .com is over. It's all about .vision now. <laughs> Absolutely. If you like us, please leave us uh, a star rating on your podcasting apps um, or leave us a review. Yeah. Uh, that helps more people find the podcast. So it comes up in search engines, etc. So uh, do give us a little boost and, uh, and get in touch if there's anything that you want to, to talk to us about. So with that then, we'll say goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.